Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah. Alrighty, here I go again. Okie dokie, honky dory, holy moly. What's going on? It is Mr. K24 Radio, yo. So how you doing? It is the 14th day of the month of January, the year of our Lord 2021. So that's what time it is. What's my name? My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. And um, can I ever thank you enough for stopping by to check us out? I guess not. It is Mr. K24 Radio. I'm going to be thinking out loud on Chit Chat News Update. You know, I'm bringing you the events making the news and delivering them to you, Mr. K24 Radio style. Mr. K24 Radio, that's right. MR for Mr. KY for K, 24 for 24. And of course, radio, that's Mr. K24 Radio. Now, here's what's going to happen, mates. Shortly, I'm going to be telling you stuff that is going down because we live in a news world like i always say we all do live in a news world and news happens everywhere we go every second of the day all right but i'm going to be delivering it to you right here in a special style which is pretty much what's up for grabs on mr k 24 radio that's right okay let's get on with it okay now let me quickly tell you don't get it twisted okay don't get it twisted at all i'm laying it out to you just the way that i have chosen to do it and so when you stop by and check us out it means you're appreciating what we are doing it ain't about money because money ain't coming out from this it is about doing something that i have a passion for i'm a multimedia journalist that's who i am and so that's just the way it is. So let's get straight. Let's rock and roll with it. Okay, let's start with the education sector. There's a whole lot going on. Don't kill university education. Sanum Nasu Nat tell the federal government. Following perceived marginalization of unions in Nigeria uh, by the Nigerian government, the Joint Action Committee, Jack, of the non-teaching staff unions, Delta State University, Delso Abraka, yesterday asked the federal government not to kill university education in the country. The federal government recently approved 30 billion naira for the payment of arrears of earned allowances for Asu, Sanum, Nat, and Naz. Of this 30 billion naira, 75% has been earmarked for Asu alone, while the remaining paltry sum of 25% will be paid to Sanu, Nasu, Nat at the end of a rally inside two of the university in Abraka. The Union Senior Staff of Nigerian Universities and National Association of Academic Staff, Academic Technologies rather, and of course Non-Academic Staff Union, NASU, rejected the 25% payment, saying that such move could destroy tertiary education in the country. The chairman of NASU of Sanum, Delsu, Comrade Mande Izu, on behalf of Jack, actually observed that education was a pillar of development regretting that the federal government is treating it as a wrap of feces. Sad, isn't it? I mean, how could anyone treat education so badly like this administration is doing? Kuka offended many with his anti-Buhari remarks. 
that's coming from presidency. The presidency has cautioned an Islamic group, the Muslim Solidarity Forum, to be mindful of its utterances against the Catholic Bishop of Sokoto Diocese, Matthew Kuka. Now, the Punch newspaper reported that the Sokoto-based group asked Kuka to vacate the state or tender an apology over his comments on Islam. Reacting in a statement on Wednesday, the senior special assistant to the president on media and publicity, Garuba Shew, said though Kuka has offended many with his anti-Buhari remarks, under the Nigerian constitution, groups or factions must not give quick notices to anyone who must tolerate religious and ethnic differences in the country. Kuka, in his December 25th message, had accused the president Major General Muhammadu Buhari retired of nepotism and failure to protect Nigerians. His message rides some so many nerves, especially in the camp of the pro-Buharist. The cleric had said one northern imam after the other have posted videos of lamentation on social media asking why, with all the cards of power in the hands of northern Muslims, everything is busting in the seams. How come our religion, our region has become a cesspool of blood and death? Why did President Buhari hand over a majority of the plum jobs to northern Muslims? Was it for efficacy and efficiency? What was the logic? President Buhari must pause and turn around because his policy of nepotism had been rejected by the guards. The acting chairman of the MSF, Professor Issa Meshanu, in a rather belated statement on Tuesday, reacted to the cleric's Christmas message, for she urged the group to uphold the country's multi-religious principles. She said the right for all religions to coexist is enshrined in this country's constitution. The duty of the government must so. This democratic government is to ensure that the constitution is respected, but all must respect the rights and sensitivities of their fellow Nigerians. Okay, NIN gunmen storm rivers NIMC office disrupt registration. Now, the ongoing national identity card number registration at the National Identity Management Commission NIMC was disrupted on Tuesday afternoon as gunmen suspected to be cutters stormed the commission's premises in Port Hako, the River State Capital. Though the mission of the men, numbering seven with some holding guns, was not known, but eyewitnesses said they descended on one of the applicants, collected his mobile phone, and collected monies from others before leaving. Even as the action caused panic as some applicants fled, I mean, who wouldn't? The men, numbering seven with some holding guns, beat up a young man in what is believed to be a suspected court clash. Could be a court clash, actually. A correspondent gathered, gathered that the armed men were invited by one of the young men after an argument with another NIN applicant. An eyewitness who recounted the incident said some guys came here yesterday. There were seven of them. Some of the men were, were armed with guns, so they beat up a young man, collected his phone, and collected some money from other people around. It left uh, that they would still come back again was the promise they made and of course the crowd had all of that and a lot of people are wary and scared stiff you know of coming back to 
uh, the premises to continue with the exercise of um, the NIN registration, which, are, which has been botched as it were on Tuesday afternoon. The turnout has been very, very poor. All right, that's what's going down right there with the NIN registration in River State, and let's see how that is going to turn around. Now, the United States recently, you know, carried out um, the execution of a death row inmate, a female death row inmate, the first time over the past 67 or so years in the United States. Horrible incident, uh, you know, they, if you were to actually, shortly you're going to find out what exactly the crime was. Lisa Montgomery, the only female inmate, uh, federal, that's right, uh, inmate on federal death row in the United States has been executed for murder. Now she received a lethal injection at the prison in Terre Haute, Indiana after a last minute stay of execution was lifted by the U.S. Supreme Court. The case attracted attention because her lawyers argued she was mentally ill and suffered serious abuse as a child. The 52-year-old strangled a pregnant woman before cutting out and kidnapping her baby in Missouri in 2004. Her victim, 23-year-old Bobby Joe Stinnett, bled to death but her baby was safely recovered and returns to her family. Montgomery is the first female federal inmate to be put to death by the United States government in 67 years. Like I told you, according to witnesses, a woman standing next to Montgomery during the execution process removed the inmate's face mask and asked her if she had any last words. Montgomery responded no and said nothing else. She was pronounced dead at about 1.30 p.m. Montgomery's lawyer, Kelly Henry, said that everyone who had participated in the execution should feel shame. The government stopped at nothing in its zeal to kill this damaged and delusional woman. She said in a statement, Lisa Montgomery's, the latest execution was postponed twice, first by COVID-19, then by a judge until the Supreme Court ruling clears the way for it to take place in the early hours of Wednesday. In a dramatic move late on Monday, a judge in Indiana had halted the scheduled injection until a mental competency hearing could be held. Now, her lawyers argued that she had been born brain damaged and was too mentally ill to be executed. As a child, she was routinely sexually and physically abused by her father and trafficked by her mother's family members. Her treatment was so violent that it amounted to torture, her lawyers say. Now, her defense team believed that at the time of her crime, Montgomery was psychotic, out of touch with reality. That opinion is supported by 41 current and former lawyers as well as human rights groups like the Inter-American Convention on Human Rights. But her victims, family and friends said the murder committed by Montgomery was so horrific that she deserves to be put to death regardless of her mental health. Execution was for justice, far from justice according to those 
what opposed to the execution of the lady. Now, the Ugandan leader defends social media shutdown. Uganda's President Yoweri Museveni has accused social media giant Facebook of arrogance and bias as he confirmed ordering the shutdown of social media and messaging apps ahead of Thursday's election. Mr. Museveni, dressed in a military jacket, dressed in a military jacket, said in a televised speech that he would not accept anybody paying, playing with the country or deciding which political candidates were good or bad. He said that if Facebook was to operate in Uganda, it should be used equitably by everyone. Now, on Tuesday, Uganda's communications regulator told telecoms firms to block access to social media and messaging apps hours after Facebook had closed fake accounts it said we are linked to the government. And Facebook said the accounts were actually being used to manipulate public debate in a highly hotly contested election. Users of social media and messaging apps began reporting disruptions early on Tuesday on Twitter, on WhatsApp, Instagram and Snapchat. But Twitter has responded by saying the shutdown violates basic human rights and the principles of open internet. Meanwhile, the US has condemned the government's decision to shut down social media, while the UN chief Antonio Guterres has called for respect for human rights. Mr. Guterres encourages all political actors and their supporters to publicly commit to conduct their political activities peacefully and refrain from incitement to violence or hate. That's right, his spokesman Stephanie Jarek said. Now, US diplomat for Africa Tibo Nagy tweeted such restrictions undermine human rights and fundamental freedoms. I mean, think about it for a second. Uganda would be the place that Laya Mohammed would really have loved to be at at the moment. Recall the man has been crying over. The, the use of social media in Nigeria. A lot of us have found that quite amusing because it looks like the dude doesn't have, um, uh, you know, long-term memory. Or maybe not even long-term memory. The dude, I guess, hardly has, um, you know, short, short-term memory. I have no idea because, I mean, let's face it. It is the same social media that paved the way for Lai Mohammed and President Muhammad Buhari, all of the attention they needed to swing that election in their favor, they got all of those things on social media. A lot of people committed to helping you guys. I'm talking to Lai Mohammed, in case you're listening. A lot of people committed to you guys through social media, trying to fight the cause, trying to, should I say really, I guess I could say that, but trying to make people trust in the promises you guys were making let's face it several years down the road you're still a long way from doing the stuff you said you would do to nigerians or for nigerians this is where we are now unfortunately this is so 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 horrible but however somebody said to me well don't feel too bad about what lime Ahmed is saying Recall the kid, the black kid that was killed in Southampton. Recall the riots, you know, that escalated. 
that erupted and then escalated. And a lot of the ways the young, the youngsters who, uh, who staged the riot, uh, you know, most of the ways they did their mobilization and called for action was making use of the blackberry. Back in the day, blackberry was new, fresh on the scene back in the day. Yeah, you know, the um, Rafi Cameron, I guess, was the British Prime Minister at the time. And the man said, listen, most of these things that these youths did by way of demonstration, they, make, they made use of social media to do it. And in that particular case, it was Blackberry. And if I remember correctly, I think, um, uh, you know, the, the Prime Minister was able to get, um, you know, some of the tech companies. I don't know whether it is the makers of Blackberry or one of the tech firms to actually help to, you know, look at what they can find by way of the involvement of people via what they did on social media during the riots. Yes, so it's not entirely, uh, you know, uh, on African, you know, for such things to want to happen. But the truth of the matter is, uh, we think in this day and age, such restrictions are unnecessary. Look at what happened in Tunisia, Algeria. Look at what happened. Happened. Egypt, just name it, aka the Arab Spring. It was all on social media, that's where it all started. And then when I hear Lai Mohammed complain so bitterly about what is going on on social media, like I said, I find it quite amusing and to some extent a bit truly, truly, truly irresponsible for him to talk like that with so much passion about it with so much hate in his countenance and his voice it was quite quite a sight to behold but anyways let's just hope that um, politicians the world over should not muscle in and shut their citizen out of making use of telecommunications gadgets it is the life that we now live in that is what the technology today very thankful to folks who have the knowledge and inspiration to actually make these things and make them available for use. We're all being indebted to you in so many ways. But for now, let me just quickly say that the politicians should just back off, okay? Back off and let the people be themselves. If they feel very badly about what you're doing, they have a right to feel so. So once again, I want to say thanks a whole lot to everyone for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. You have been absolutely wonderful. You have been totally wonderful to me by staying by, you know, standing by and checking out the podcast. And you know what? Right here and now, I'm getting out of time. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> and I'll see you in the next podcast. My name is Mr. K. Bye. Hey mate, get out of here, will ya? Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah!